You are locked on Cougars. Welcome into a Wednesday edition of the podcast. Hope you all are doing great out there wherever you might be. A huge win for the BYU men's basketball program. They absolutely thrash Oregon in historic fashion. We'll talk about it. We'll break it down ahead on today's show. We'll also talk about the latest college football playoff rankings. Where does BYU check in? Well, it didn't move very far. But still, I think it means some good things for the BYU football program. We'll explain a little bit more on today's show. And of course, we will catch you guys up on everything else going on in BYU sports news as we round out today's show. So without further ado, let's get rolling here on a hump day. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for November 17th, 2021. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thank you again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Plenty to get to ahead on today's show, but want to thank you guys for making sure that you join us first thing whenever you start your day, no matter if it's early in the morning or if it's mid-afternoon. No matter what it is, we appreciate you guys stopping by to get caught up on all things BYU right at the outset of your day. It's a huge credit to you guys for your dedication, your loyalty, and just your overall fandom for joining this show daily, and thank you for the support. Now, talk about support. BYU men's basketball absolutely thrashes the University of Oregon last night, taking care of business at the Moda Center in Portland, Oregon, the home of the Portland Trailblazers. They were playing in the Phil Knight Invitational, and Uncle Phil was not in attendance at this game, and he probably is glad he wasn't, as BYU beats Oregon by 32 points. 81 to 49. The Cougars absolutely handing it to the 12th ranked Ducks. What a win for Mark Pope and his team. As I mentioned on yesterday's podcast in the preview edition of this, I said if you go out there and beat Oregon, it's a feather in your cap if you're BYU in terms of putting together the resume you're looking for when it comes to the NCAA tournament. Well, little little did I know, and I, I talked about the fact that I felt like BYU probably would be in this game but would have to really fight, claw, scratch, and win this game. Well, little did I know that early on, Alex Barcelo and the Cougars would just take control of this game catch it by the throat, uh, so to say, and never relinquish that stranglehold. BYU built up a 20-point lead, and they never, ever let it go. They built it up to a 32-point margin of victory that they had in the end. I I can't say enough about how impressive a victory this was for the BYU men's basketball program. The shooting percentages, by and large, improved. BYU 9 of 22 from beyond the arc. I've talked a lot about the fact that I wanted to see improved three-point shooting. When you shoot 40.9%, that is a very, very good number. 58.6% from the field overall. What a night offensively for the Cougars. Alex Barcelo once again leading the way for BYU. He was 9 of 11 from the field, 4 of 6 from 3. So everything inside the arc he made. He was 3 of 3 on his free throw attempts. Tallies 25 points, which is, of course, a game high in this victory. T. John Lucas for his night, 5 of 8 shooting, 2 of 3 from 3-point arc. 12 points is BYU's second leading score. And then two guys coming off the bench who I think have been really, really key cogs early on this season. 
Spencer Johnson, of course, sharing the court at one point in this game with his younger brother, Isaac Johnson, who is a center for this Oregon team. So fun to see the two brothers on the court, albeit playing for separate teams. Spencer Johnson tallied 10 points, three assists, and three rebounds. A great performance for him, shooting four of seven from the field. And then Big Foose, Fuseni Traore, five of seven from the field, 10 points, six rebounds, two blocks. What an absolutely stud performance for Big Foose. This guy plays like he is six foot ten, six foot eleven, seven foot. He stands six foot six, but man, is he is, is he an absolute force. And the good news was Gavin Baxter, only uh, playing limited minutes, obviously is still on a minutes restriction. He had seven points, two blocks, and five rebounds. The nice part is Rich Harward, him being out obviously was a concern for the BYU men's basketball program, and there is hope that he will get back into BYU's lineup in the relatively near future. Who knows ultimately when that will be. But right now, Fusini Traore, Gavin Baxter, and even Atiki Ali Atiki have been holding down the front court for BYU, and that is a very, very positive sign for this BYU basketball program. If they continue to do what they have been doing, there is no reason to think that BYU will not continue to get better and better as this season goes along. The funny thing is, by beating San Diego State and now trouncing a nationally ranked Oregon Ducks team who figures to stay in the national rankings, BYU has two major resume-building wins in their first three games of the season. And the funny thing is, Cleveland State, you don't throw that one back because they're likely to be an NCAA tournament team in their own right. So this is about as as dream a start as BYU men's basketball could hope for with this win over Oregon. If BYU is not ranked next week, it's an absolute crime. I would question any voter who doesn't have BYU inside their AP Top 25 ballot next week because what else does BYU need need to prove now that they are a Top 25 caliber team in men's basketball? Mark Pope is an absolute magician, my friends. I don't know how he does it, but he has some innate sense or some trick up his sleeve when it comes to evaluating talent in the transfer portal and then just going out there, finding the right guys, bringing them to Provo, sprinkling some quote-unquote pixie dust on them, and magically they all gel and they get along and they work together in concert. T. John Lucas, uh, Seneca Knight coming in from the transfer portal, both of them fitting in seamlessly. Alex Barcelo, a transfer portal addition in his own right, is BYU's key cog. He is an All-American candidate for a reason. He is playing at an All-American level already this season, and I don't see any reason why that would slow down at any point. This has been an absolutely insane start to BYU men's basketball season, but a very welcome start. Think about this. BYU football next week, likely if they beat Georgia Southern, maybe move up a spot or two in the college football playoff rankings. So what are they saying? Somewhere between 12 and 14 in the national rankings next week. Well, this time next week, BYU men's basketball, who's to say they're not inside the top 20? BYU's top two sports, their most visible sports on campus, are going to be nationally ranked. And oh yeah, by the way, you have women's volleyball ranked number four. You have the women's soccer team, who is a number four seed in the NCAA tournament. The cross-country programs, the men's team, by virtue of their win in the Mountain Regionals, they're now ranked in the top three in the nation. The women's team is the defending national champions in cross-country. What an era for BYU sports. Mark Pope is leading BYU men's basketball to heights we have not seen in many, many years. And funny enough, the win last night was a historic was a historic win. I know I pronounced that very 
weirdly, but apologies for that. But I saw this from ESPN Stats and Info. BYU's 32-point win is its largest margin of victory against a ranked opponent in the AP poll era, which goes back to 1948. Folks, this has not happened in the AP poll era for BYU. And also, BYU is the first unranked team with a 30-point win away from home, road or neutral site, over a top 15 opponent since November 29th, 1993. UConn defeated number 12 Virginia in that game. What a performance for the men's basketball program at BYU. And if you're a Cougar fan... You should be crowing about this team. They look like world beaters right now. This is a team, we've heard it from Alex Barcelo, he came back because he wants to advance in the NCAA tournament. He wants to put together that run that BYU fans have been dreaming of when it comes to March Madness. He would love nothing more, I think, than to lead BYU past the Sweet 16. They haven't been to the Final Four in the program's history. We all know that Danny Ainge dragged them as far as they possibly have gone. They've made it to the Elite Eight, thanks to his dash and obviously the lay-in over Notre Dame, but who's to say what this program could ultimately become? If BYU plays like this, by the way, right now, and I'm making the bold prediction right now, and there's still a long way to go because the matchups with Gonzaga are still a ways down the road, but if BYU plays the way they played tonight, BYU can hang with Gonzaga. If BYU plays the way they played tonight against Oregon, and that's much easier said than done, they could be as good and maybe beat Gonzaga head-to-head. Like I said, that sounds absolutely insane to say out loud, but this type of performance means that the BYU has a level they're capable of playing at that they have not had in quite some time. And with Gonzaga still trying to get things kind of settled here. And obviously, they got Drew Timmy. They got the presumptive number one overall pick in Chet Holmgren. They've got a buttload of talent up there in Spokane. Uh, man, I, I know that it's all kind of talent. That it's like all world talent for Mark Few up there with the Bulldogs. But who's to say that BYU can't go to Gonzaga, a place they've had success before, and beat Gonzaga if they play the same way they played against Oregon tonight? Maybe I'm up in the night on that. Maybe you disagree wholeheartedly and you're saying, Jake, you are absolutely insane for saying that. Feel free to disagree, but I'm not counting anything out for this team, for this BYU men's basketball team. If they play the way that they played in that game last night, every game, this is a team who could make some major noise in March and could absolutely challenge Gonzaga for supremacy in the West Coast Conference. Could this be the year? Finally, the year the BYU gets over the hump and wins the West Coast Conference, there is a long, long way to go. But if the Cougars can play at this level, I got no reason to think that they can't at least be in the mix and absolutely put a scare into number one Gonzaga. That's my hot take for the day, I suppose. Coming up next, we'll talk a little BYU football. The Cougars are in the national rankings still this week with the latest batch of college football playoff rankings. Where do they check in? And should BYU do something that's a little outside of Kalani Sitake's normal style as a head coach? We'll dive into all of that momentarily. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at Price Picks. A really cool concept here, folks. And if you're a college sports fanatic, football or basketball, Prize Picks is the place for you. They offer more college football and basketball props than anybody else in the world. And they offer all the star players of the Power Five, as well as mid-major players you might have ever heard of. Alex Barcelo is a guy you 
probably can go and make some money on, I would guess, if you're a BYU fan with our friends over at Prize Picks. Really cool concept. You pick two to five players in an over on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times back on any entry, and it's just you versus those projected numbers. If you want to expand it out in other sports, Prize Picks does allow mixed sport entries, so you can go to the NBA, the NFL, in addition to the college game, and make your picks there. The best part is your entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy. Prize Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals as well. Right now, you can get to prizepicks.com and use the promo code Locked On for a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. You heard that right. A 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Just use the promo code Locked On. Get to prizepicks.com once again or use their award-winning app. Download it in your app store and get started there. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at All Guard Pest Control, and I can guarantee you this. Seth Baird, the owner of All Guard, is ecstatic for BYU men's basketball, absolutely trouncing Oregon, and I'm sure he'd love nothing more than to take care of your home and make sure that you guys have the best pest control services out there. And when BYU's performing their best, I can tell you this much. All Guard Pest Control, they perform at their best every single day. Seth and his team are the best of the best. Whether you have residential or commercial pest control needs, they will be there for you. They want to be your solution. A local company based in Utah County, but capable of servicing anybody up and down the Wasatch Front Corridor, even out of the Twilla and Wasatch County areas. If you need their services, they're happy to take care of you guys. Feel free to reach out anytime you need their services, 801-851-1812. That phone number, 801-851-1812. I can speak to how good a service they offer because they've been taking care of my home. Their five-star reviews are absolutely phenomenal. You can go Google them and look online. People rant and rave about how great our friends at All Guard are. They're a loyal sponsor of ours here, and I want you guys to give them your business if you have pest control needs. Once again, 801-851-1812, or go to their website to learn more, allguardpestcontrols.com. Yes, that is allguardpestcontrols, with an S, dot com. So once again, the phone number for our friends at All Guard Pest Control, 801-851-1812. Make sure you tell them that Jake Hatch and Locked On Cougar sent you when you give them that call. Once again, thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. A lot to get to still ahead on today's show, but let's take a minute and talk about the latest college football playoff rankings. No change for BYU in the latest set of rankings released last night by the College Football Playoff Committee. And not all that surprising. BYU was idle last week on a bye, and they sit at number 14 in the rankings. Not surprised by that in any way, shape, or form. There's still a lot of things happening around them, obviously, and BYU still probably needs some help to move up to as high as number 12 or number 10 if they ultimately want to see their New Year's Six dreams uh, fulfilled. But the one thing, and I, I, I hesitate to say this, is because I know that BYU fans out there have been crowing about this, and it's not in the nature of BYU and especially Kalani Satake to do this. But in just this one instance, I talked about a couple weeks ago when BYU debuted in the national rankings inside the top 20, and I was a little bit stunned that they were ranked that high. I said that it would be nice if BYU were to have a game like Virginia after these rankings came out. Obviously, they will have the regular season finale down there at USC a week from Saturday. And yes, that's a name opponent, but we all know that USC is absolutely in transition right now, and the College Football Playoff Committee absolutely understands that as well. They will look at that and wonder, okay, 
what exactly is BYU doing here? You want a legit opponent that BYU could test themselves against for the college football playoff committee to be able to look at and say, okay, here we go. This is what BYU is all about. This is how they operate. And this is how we're going to judge them. As it stands, they don't have that opportunity. They're going to Georgia Southern this week, who are 3-7 and seven on the season. And BYU is absolutely expected to rock the Eagles down there in Statesboro. Our friends over at betonline.ag slash BYU is a 20-point favorite. I'm not expecting much action on that line, if I'm being honest. It's the three-touchdown favorite nearly for BYU, and that sounds about right. But the, the issue is, in this instance, and as I've said before, this is not Kalani Sitake style, but this is a situation where if you're BYU, you may go to Statesboro and think, okay, maybe this game, in this instance, we have to put up some style points. We need to go for broke. We need to absolutely just dominate this opponent if given the opportunity. Let's also be clear about that. If Georgia Southern is feeling frisky, they get some turnovers, this game could look a lot different than we all expected to play out as. But if BYU handles this game the way that I think all of us, myself included, expected to go, just maybe, just maybe, Kalani Sitake should consider, quote-unquote, running it up a little bit just to give the college football playoff something playoff committee something to consider next week when these new rankings come out. Obviously, this coming week, there are a number of big games out there, and if opponents start to fall around BYU like we've seen in other weeks this season, the Cougars could move up by virtue of just a win. But we all want to see BYU play in a big-name bowl game, if at all possible. To have that happen, you've got to be inside the Big Twelve. Uh, not the Big Twelve. They are. In, they are in the Big Twelve. You've got to be inside the top twelve of the final college football playoff rankings. It feels like this week in particular is the week for BYU to make a move if they're going to make a big move up the board. You're going to need some help. Let's also be clear about that. You're going to need teams around you to lose. But BYU, if they get into this game and they go out, let's just, for example, if they were to do what they did against Virginia but have a better defensive effort against Georgia Southern, but you put up 60-some-odd points against Georgia Southern, the playoff committee is going to look at that and say, okay, this team is absolutely high-flying. Their offense is absolutely rolling. Jaron Hall is a budding superstar. Tyler Algier is a legit Doak Walker Award uh, candidate. This is a team who could make some noise, and BYU, we all are aware of this, is a TV draw. ESPN understands the value that BYU brings with a truly nationwide fan base, a global fan base, who go and travel with this team but also show up on TV screens. That's the thing about BYU. ESPN understands the value of the brand of Brigham Young University football, and you will bet your bottom dollar, and I would tell you I would bet my bottom dollar, that ESPN will do everything within their power to help BYU find themselves in the best bowl situation possible. If the Cougars are worthy of making the New Year's Six Bowl games, well, the College Football Playoff Committee would ultimately have to sign off on that. But ESPN controls this property. They have billions of dollars tied up in it, and you can guarantee they want as much return on an investment as they possibly can get. And what is one brand in particular that stands out that ESPN has a unique relationship with by way of an exclusive TV rights deal 
That would be the Brigham Young University football program. I am not here to say that ESPN is going to work their magic and somehow gerrymander away for BYU to find themselves in the New Year's Six Bowl games. That's not what I'm saying here. What I'm saying is that you are likely to see BYU get into a good bowl situation because ESPN understands the value of the brand that BYU brings. The funny thing is, is if it ultimately ends up with BYU being in the Independence Bowl where they're currently contracted to play, if you get a ranked UTSA team who likely will be undefeated at that point and has some history with BYU after giving them a tough game in Provo last year during the pandemic season, that'd actually be one of the top bowl games not in the New Year's Six. That'd be a top 10 bowl game this year, folks. Let me be clear about that. BYU is going to be a valued brand, but the thing about this right now is the BYU should be given more of an opportunity on a national stage. I truly believe that, and I'm not alone in that. Let's let you hear from a guy that some of you may be familiar with. Jay Crawford is a former Sports Center anchor, and he's working with the Locked On Podcast Network. He's actually sending what he calls Jay's Take every week, and it's something on college football. This week, it's about the college football playoff, and he had a very unique look at what he would like to see the future of the playoff look like. Here you go. I'm sure you've noticed in the NFL, but this year more than any other the league really is a week-to-week league we saw that when the Jags beat the Bills and the Ravens beat the Dolphins there's been dozens of NFL shockers this year I bring this up not to complain just to make a point somehow on any given Sunday the bottom of the league can stand up and punch the top of the league in the mouth and I think that's a good thing that's the way it's supposed to be and I guarantee you that will make for a great December and January The teams we thought two weeks ago were the powerhouses, Arizona, Baltimore, the Bills, all of those teams, they've suffered WTF losses in the last two weeks. It will all sort itself out in December and January, and they'll decide their champion on the field the way it should be. Compare that to the absolute absurdity of Division I college football, where they have four times the number of teams, but only four of those teams will make the playoffs, and those will be decided by humans. So let's recap. 32 NFL teams, almost half the league, 14, will make the playoffs and they'll play it out on the field. In Division I FBS, there's 129 teams and four of those, selected by humans with undoubted bias, will get a chance to play in the playoffs. You'll have three games. And by the way, those three games won't begin until three weeks after the regular season. That is absurd. I have a solution. There's 11 conferences in FBS football. Win your conference championship game, you get an automatic bid to a 16-team tournament. There's five at-large bids. That would make the case for the teams that are powerhouses that had a great regular season but somehow lost in their conference championship game. You get 16 teams. You throw them into a tournament. You can play it and end the season at the same time because you don't take three weeks off before you start your playoffs. It's really quite simple. And it's about time we get that done. That's my take. I'm Jay Crawford. Thanks to Jay Crawford for that. And obviously we'll be featuring these each week as he sends them in. Something he's doing with the Locked On Podcast Network. And exciting to have him part of the network as well. Obviously, we're continuing to expand all the time. I do quibble a little bit with him thinking that you should get 11 automatic qualifiers when it comes to these G5 conferences. For example, like let's look at the Conference USA. The way it's currently constituted amidst all of this carnage that's going on with conference realignment, does the Conference USA necessarily deserve an automatic bid? I would say not, but that may be the elitist in me who is now looking all haughty because BYU's headed to the Big 12. 
there needs to be more access to a national championship. There's no doubt about that. It sure looks like we're going to a 12-team format here in the future, no matter how quickly or slowly it's going to happen. It seems like that is inevitable. I'm okay with that. I think a 12-team deal is actually really, really good. I hope it is the top six teams regardless of conference. I'd like to see that. Because if a G5 conference has a dominant program, yes, they should be among the top seeds out there. I just don't know that necessarily going to 16 and then having all 11 conference champions get an automatic bid. Like I said, Conference USA, Sunbelt, not necessarily convinced that year in and year out they're going to have a team that is deserving of an automatic bid. But like I said, that may be just the elitist Jay Catch speaking. But thanks to Jay for the thought. And as I said, BYU probably should consider, at least consider it, running up the score if given the opportunity in Statesboro this Saturday. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we'll wrap up today's show with some other news and notes involving BYU athletics you guys need to know about here at midweek. We'll get to all of that in just a moment. Today's podcast is brought to you by one of our great sponsors in NetSuite. And folks, this is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're relying on spreadsheets and outdated financial software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. Check it out, my friends. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. Visit With visibility and control of all your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you could need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. So get over and check it out. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite and right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash lockedonncaa. Head to netsuite.com slash lockedonncaa, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-C-A-A, for a special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. Once again, that's netsuite.com slash lockedonncaa. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at Built Bar. And I love Built Bars. I'll be frank about that. I am a big fan of the best tasting protein bars that I have ever had. They're soft and easy to chew, and they're covered in 100% chocolate. But more importantly, what I love about Built Bars, they're putting money where their mouth is. They have signed name, image, and likeness agreements with all of BYU football's players, and they are giving money to these players to support them in their ventures, both inside of the sport of football, but also off the court, allowing them to focus more on the sport that they love. That's what I love about it. So Nick Greer and company doing a fantastic job, and I want you guys to help support BYU football by ordering your next order of Built Bars or your first order of Built Bars if you haven't ordered them already. All you need to do is go to Built.com. That's B-U-I-L-T.com. While you're there, we'll save you some money. You can use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. They are, like I said, the best tasting protein bars that I have ever had. They're soft and easy to chew. They have different flavors, fruit, some decadent type flavors, dessert flavors. They even have just some unique flavors out there that you will not find anywhere else. So get to Built.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order and support BYU football by supporting our friends at Built Bar. 
Running short on time on today's show, but wanted to run down some other news and notes involving BYU athletics you guys need to know about here at Midweek. Let's start off with some BYU football news, and that is the College Football Performance Awards announced its 2021 midseason watch list for the CFPA National Performer of the Year trophy. I don't know how you can call it a midseason watch list when, you know, we've only got two weeks of the regular season remaining here, folks, but... Nonetheless, it's a midseason watch list, and Tyler Algier is among the 36 players being considered for the award. He is tied for the nation's lead in rushing touchdowns with 17 on the season. He is seventh in rushing yards in the country with 1,162 and points scored at 102 on the year. He has been absolutely phenomenal, and folks, I'm telling you right now, enjoy Tyler Algier while he is in a BYU uniform. If I were speaking to him, I'd be very frank and say, Tyler, go to the NFL after this year. You need to go make the money that you're able to. Capitalize while your opportunities there are as hot as they're ever going to be. Maybe he decides to come back for another year. I'd advise against it, but I am not Tyler Algier. But nonetheless, congratulations to him for this. He was an honorable mention College Football Performance Awards National Performer of the Week for his 266-yard five-touchdown performance in the 66-49 victory over Virginia earlier this season. So congratulations to Tyler Algier. A well-deserved honor. Two former Cougars were previously honored by the CFPA. Consensus All-American Dennis Pitta won the CFPA Elite Tight End Trophy in 2009. All-American Kyle Van Noy won the CFPA Linebacker Trophy in 2012. So Tyler Algier, maybe he is the best running back, according to CFPA. We'll see how that all goes. Now, the schedule for today in terms of BYU teams in action, the women's soccer, not women's soccer, women's basketball program, excuse me, is in action today in a matinee affair, 11 a.m. at the Marriott Center. They'll be taking on Arizona State. That game will be televised live on BYU TV, also streaming on BYUtv.org and the BYU TV app. So if you want to watch some midday basketball, maybe make your way down to the Marriott Center. You can catch that at 11 a.m. Mountain Time. Also, the men's and women's swimming and diving teams will be splitting their squads. Part of them headed to Dixie State, uh, to the Dixie Invitational in St. George, Utah. Other ones will be in, going to the Missouri Invite, which is a diving event mainly in Columbia, Missouri. So best of luck to the men's and women's swimming and dive programs as they split their squads and go down to St. George and also travel to to the Midwest to compete there at the University of Missouri. All right, that is going to do it for this Wednesday edition of the show. A huge thank you for your support of the podcast. As always, make sure if you've not done so already to check out Locked On Big 12. Of course, we want to be your first listen of the day. I want you guys to make Locked On Big 12 your second listen of the day. Josh Neighbors does a great job getting you caught up on everything you need to know about the college football and everything else going on in the Big 12 Conference. And yours truly happens to appear from time to time on their midweek panel that we call it. We record those usually on Tuesday night. So you can see my smiling face if you want to. You can check that out in video format. Locked On Big 12 is available, free and available, excuse me, on all podcasting platforms. Also make sure you follow this show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Share it with three of your friends if you don't mind. Really help get the word of mouth out there and build this audience. And also you can follow me at Jacob C. Hatch for my thoughts on all things sports. And feel free to weigh in with your thoughts via email 
email locked on byu at gmail.com actually have some cool emails i've gotten earlier this week we will address those on tomorrow's edition of the show so those of you who wondered if i read your emails i have read them we will get to them tomorrow on a twitter thursday edition of the show answering your questions so if you've got questions you want to submit them via social media or via email get them in now and we'll address as many of them tomorrow as we possibly can as we continue to wind our way closer and closer to kickoff between byu and georgia southern on saturday all right that's going to do it a big thank you once again for your support of the show hope you all are having a fantastic day whenever you hear this this has been the locked on cougars podcast for november 17th 2021 and we will talk to you guys tomorrow